from Hollywood, USA, the entertainment capital of the world. This is the rumor mill for the week of March 16th, 2020. Your only source for drama, gossip, tea, and speculation from the world of RuPaul's Drag Race. Hey, Manila. We just saw Manila, girl. The rumor mill starts now. Hey everyone, this is my. This, like I said on the top of the show, this is Joe Batanz, and I am uh, one of the hosts. Well, I'm the host of the Rumor Mill, but I'm joined by the goddess of glimmer, of glimmer and glitz up herself, Miss Glory Glogginclamp. Hello, Laurie. How are you? Hello, Joe. <laughs> Hello. How are you doing? I'm doing very well. How are you? I don't appreciate you making fun of my speech impediment. <laughs> Oh, uh, which which I don't think do you know about that with uh, I think I believe it's uh, season six maybe with Trinity K Bonet getting angry with uh, Santino Rice for she thinks he's making fun of her uh, speech impediment because she I has, think like, I teeth. remember yeah, yeah. you talking about that yeah at there, one point there was a discussion uh, on the Discord channel about what would be like sort of the barrier for entry. Uh, for um, like in other words, what is the gate to, for gatekeepers to to tell a real RuPaul fan or not? And I'm gonna tell you something that might be a contender. Like to know that is such a weird, bizarre, obscure moment in RuPaul's Drag Race. Anyway, who cares, Laurie? We're, I want to talk about you. You know, we are in the middle of, uh, and I know you have very strong feelings about this. And I know you want to address something right now, but we're well. Mid- I, we're in the middle I of thought it was great for you. What was great for you? Me? Know. Now you have me for the foreseeable future to do yeah. podcasts with. So yeah, and I'm going to use it up because we we still have to do AJ and the Queen. We have to do that old chestnut, which is a show that Laurie does, where we one we have to do one with her dad. Her your dad your dad tried to get on read just I mean live with Kelly, correct? Oh yes, and I think I found the 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 video. So oh, I have great. to as soon as we're done with that, remind me, and I'll I'll try and put it on YouTube. Oh, okay, sounds great. Anyway, but Lori, you and I were talking. So I got now that we have a solution to this. I don't mind saying this that uh, I, I got an email from somebody that was like, you know, I heard Lori talking on the on an episode or something about Lori went on a rant yesterday, an epic rant. Okay, about uh, Kristen Bell. Which is weird for me, because I'm usually very, like, you know, I keep it together. Yeah, yeah. America's sweetheart, Kristen Bell. Laurie just went after her. Love her. Told her she can go fuck herself and all this stuff, right? What? Do you remember why that was, Laurie? I don't re- I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because Laurie said that Kristen Bell was trying to shame everybody who wasn't uh, self-quarantining for this uh, coronavirus thing. And so Taylor, uh, not oh, I just gave away who it was. Taylor messaged me. Oh. And was like, I can't of find... Of course he did. I can't find this Kristen Bell stuff that Lori's talking about. And I go, Lori just made it up. 
You, <laughs> you don't believe Lori. I go, look, I'll, I'll find out. I go, let me ask her in a nice way, right? So I text Lori. I go, listen, somebody uh, wanted to know where you got this Kristen Bell thing. You literally said somebody texted me wanting to know what you were talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, the yeah. nice way that you asked yeah. me? Mm-hmm. Okay. That's the nice okay. way I asked you. And then what What was your response, Laurie? So I was actually going to bring this up when we recorded the rumor mill. This is the rumor um, mill. I know. That's what I'm saying. Because uh-huh. then I said, I told you. I, what I love is I always, I'll tell Joe something and I'll say, I'm going to save this for the room, for the show. And you say, what? And then I tell you, you go, save it for the show, Laurie. <laughs> okay. Uh-huh. So I was, I, I, I know it comes as a shock, but I like to repeat myself. So I was yeah. talking to my aunt later on and I was going through a similar rant where I was just like, you know, they could have been doing this ages ago. The government had the te- technology to test and, you know, yeah. blah, blah, blah. And my mm-hmm. aunt, who's actually knowledgeable and reads the news, was like, uh, no, I don't think so. Um, and then I brought up the whole shaming thing and I said that, you know, Kristen Bell put the thing on, on Instagram and she said, Oh, really? And so she went on Instagram mm-hmm. and she goes, what did she, what did she post on there? And she was like, she, I don't see, I see like a thing about, you know, that dumb match meme that's going around where it's mm-hmm. like the match that stays behind helps save everything. Like, you know, that's, that's, that even technically works. Um, <clears throat> so anyway, so she, so I go on Instagram and I'm like trying to find out. And literally the first thing that I see is another post from this comedian, Rory Scoville. And I go, oh, I think it was Rory Scoville that I was thinking about. Mm -hmm. And I think maybe either what have happened was that I saw Kristen Bell's post and then I saw Rory Scoville's or vice versa, or I saw Rory Scoville's and then I just put, (laughs) just for some reason, associate that with Kristen Bell. So do you want to apologize right now to to America's sweetheart, Kristen Bell? Uh, I mean, if she ever listens to this, mm-hmm. I would first ask her why. Yeah. Um, but if she ever listens, yes, I will apologize. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have. First off, she's how I get most of my news. So I, I shouldn't be. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I shouldn't be biting the hand that feeds. Yeah. Um, and secondly, yeah, no, a Roy Scoville, I had to stop. I had to stop. I just feel like there, there are comedians out there who just feel like they're like um, just, you know, social justice warriors. And it's like, mm-hmm. just tell jokes, dude. Mm-hmm. Like his fate, my favorite bit of his is a bit where he just literally go, comes out and says, who's done anal? Anybody? Anybody? Who's done anal? Anybody? Anybody? He just says that for like a solid five minutes. And it's funny to me, but I don't give a shit what he thinks about, you know, COVID-19. Mm-hmm. So I just had to unfollow him. Oh, you so, unfollowed to, him? Yeah. But wait a minute, hold on for a second. But when you, I'll follow him again when when the whole thing issue is over. But I just don't want to see his. Well, Instagram. you know you can mute it on Instagram, right? You don't have to unfollow the person. No, but then they wouldn't get the less followers. I need them to know oh. that they lo- they're losing followers. So in your mind, is Rory Scovel at home going <sighs> like? Let me see. I had like you know, a hundred and eighty thousand and like by the way, at that point. By the way, I keep saying by the way. At that point, you don't even know when one person specifically unfollows you. Oh yeah, I bear. I don't pay attention. I the other day looked up and saw that I was how many people, and I was like, oh, that many people are following me. Yeah, and I thought that was shocking. Yeah. So I mean, it's not anything to you know to laugh at, but I was I still thought it was crazy that I had mm-hmm. over a thousand people follow me. You know what's um, funny is I have people who listen to the show. I don't really, like, no one really comes and follows my Instagram. 
But there are people who listen to the show who do sometimes, right? My personal yeah. Instagram. And I'm not trying to promote. I'm not trying to be Instagram famous or anything like that. And but when I'll look at who's following me, and we, I have some just really fucking cute ass people following me, and I go, oh, I want to see their Instagram. They're always private, 100 percent of the time, private. Yeah. Do you ever have well, hot lesbian ladies who want to follow you, and you want to go look at them? No, not really. I mean, to be honest with you, a majority of followers that I have are either people that I follow that follow me back mm-hmm. or like um, what was really funny was when Bloody Podcast, when we did a, a thing about um, uh, Ayn Thurith and uh, Paul Pot and the whole cure, thir- uh, like that whole group of people i legit forgot the names and i did the podcast on them um are you talking about the khmer rouge khmer rouge that's right yeah, okay the khmer rouge um we did a whole episode like a bunch of people started following me after that and so people that so sometimes when i look at my followers i just see like a bunch of like vietnamese and thai taiwanese and <laughs> japanese followers and i'm like oh okay so but then, so I, but then one, one of the things I like is sometimes I'll get people on Instagram who are fans of yours who, who message me, and then I notice that they, they haven't followed me. <laughs> they just want to message me well, to let look. me know that they appreciate. But they're like, well, we don't really want to follow you, they're which smart. Is, you know, is fair. They're smart. This Laurie, it's like she gets this weird bug up her ass at some point, and she, she'll have normal posts. And then always maybe like once or every three months or so that meds wear off. And you'll get like a whole day of something attack. Who was the, what was the chick from Law and Order that you were mad at her? It's funny that you think I'm I'm on meds. Who, who was the one that she was married to a guy who was married to a football player, and you were just so, so fucking pissed at her? Um, what's her name? She was on Law from and Law and Order. Yeah, from Law and Order. Ugh, we're going past the break. You know, let's take a break. I'm gonna do research, and we'll talk when we come back. And then we're gonna go right into rumor mail. We're gonna go right into rumor into the sport to the. There was a woman who Elizabeth Hasselbeck. She no, was on no, the view. Law and Order. Law and Order. All right, we'll be back right mm-hmm. after this. the name as soon as we went to break there was one day where you were just so fucking pissed at angie Harmon. oh really yeah you were just like for a whole day <laughs> just attacking this poor angie Harmon. and i was like what oh, I yeah i don't remember i don't even know why oh, god i would love her. to remember why Did, i was I mad like, at angie Harmon. angie Harmon is living her life and doesn't even know that Lori Roggenkamp is like incessantly posting about her on instagram for a whole day because she gets this weird bug up her ass I have to find the video, but I did a, I did a, uh, I, I for some reason got in this group, this thing where I was really upset with Andy McDowell, <laughs> and and I kept talking about it. And at Groundlings, I was doing Groundlings at the time, and this girl that I was friends that I was in the group with, she was like, "Well, just let's just do a scene where you're, I'm your therapist, and you're just ranting at me about how much you hate Andy McDowell." And so I started, we started doing it, and then it ended up getting in the show. And, uh, like, I, I wish I had video of it, but it was just me yelling about how I hate Andy McDowell. 
and people would come up to me afterwards and be like, oh, I saw you do this thing about. So I just I just hope that I mean, I'm a I'm a nobody, but I just hope one day somebody's like, have you seen to Andy McDowell? Like, have you seen this video of this girl? <laughs> Comment show talking about how she hates you. <laughs> All right, RuPaul and his husband leased their land for fracking. RuPaul came under fire for an interview she did with Terry Gross on NPR's Fresh Air. On the interview, Gross asked RuPaul about the ranch owned by him and his husband, George Labar. Uh, here's the clip that everybody is talking about. Here we go. So let's talk about your life today. You and your husband have, what, 60 acres in Wyoming and South Dakota? Oh, no, 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 no. no. 60,000 acres. 60,000 acres? 60,000 acres. That's like a national park. Yeah, yeah. It's a lot. What are you doing with them? I mean, (laughs) that's kind of a little weird. But I mean, do you have like horses or cattle or farm or... Well, a modern ranch, 21st century ranch, is really land management. It is... um, you, you lease the mineral rights to oil companies and you sell water to oil companies and then you um, uh, you lease the grazing rights to different ranchers. So it's land management. Oh. Yeah, there you go. You see? Now, um, I, I stupidly um, uh, closed the, the link, but I had the guy. I forgot to put the guy's name in. But anyway, a PhD candidate from NYU whose last name is Solomon, I don't remember what his first name was, heard the segment and looked into it. The unfortunate thing is that I was actually really enjoying the segment, Solomon told Gizmodo blog Earther in a Twitter direct message. I was doing dishes while learning about RuPaul's punk past and was like, wow, RuPaul's had such a cool and interesting path. But then it got to the last five minutes and he dropped that line about selling mineral rights, and Terry Gross didn't follow up, so I had to do a little research. Solomon found Rue's Ranch was a fracking hotspot, according to the nonprofit group Frack Tracker. Earther dug further, checking public records of the couple's ranch. Gizmodo found that Rue's partner, Australian rancher George Labar, owns seven parcels of land in Wyoming, totaling some 66,000 acres. Labar's company, Labar Ranch, leases that land to at least three oil companies. Anadarko E&P Onshore, Chesapeake Operating, and Anschutz Oil Company. Using Frack Tracker, we looked at just 10,000 of those acres and found more than 35 active oil and gas wells. All oil and gas drilling is bad, according to Gizmodo, but it's worth mentioning that all three of these companies are major players in the fracking industry. Chesapeake Energy was a pioneer of the drilling method, and it's the second most active drilling company in the nation. It's closely followed by Anadarko, and Anschultz is no mom-and-pop shop either. Its owner, Philip Frederick Anschultz, made billions from fossil fuel extraction that earned him the 41st spot on the Forbes 400. Uh, Solomon continued, I know RuPaul has been a really inspirational figure for a lot of people, queer people, and has inspired many to engage in transgressive gender performance. But beyond improving the representation of marginalized folks in pop culture, it's important to recognize that these celebrities rarely embody our political broader aspirations. Lori, your thoughts. I know you have very complex thoughts and deep thoughts about fracking. What do you want to say here? What is fracking? So fracking is there's oil underneath, very, very, very deep underneath the ground. A ton of it, okay? Uh Uh-huh. So in order to, uh, to get to that oil... The oil companies, and let me, find, let me see if I can find that Gizmodo article again, because um, it, it actually goes into detail about the bad parts about it. Um, 
is oh let me put an earther too is they and somehow water is involved i don't know if they actually almost do like really high powered water or somehow a lot of water is involved in this okay okay and they use it to get to the um oil the problem with that is again it's a it does something to the water i don't know about right oh by the way that phd uh student his name is um Roy Rory Solomon. Oh my god, Rory Scoville. Rory Solomon. Okay. Ugh, all Rory's are just annoying. Yeah. So Gizmodo's Earther Earther blog writes this, and so it might tell you a lot about why people why environmentalists are mad about it. Truly, this is, I'm quoting the blog here. Truly, does RuPaul not know about the years-long campaign to end fracking, a practice of drilling for oil and gas that's well known that emits methane, a greenhouse gas that's 84 times more climate warming than carbon? Does he not know that the process emits toxic air pollutants which can cause cardiovascular and respiratory disease? Research also shows that poor people and people of color are more likely to be forced to deal with hydraulic fracturing in their community and therefore disproportionately suffer the health problems it causes. You, the other thing you should know, Lori, um, is there's a theory because now because they think because of fracking, they're who's yelling. Nobody's ringing. My aunt's talking on the phone because oh. now every phone call she has to have has to be on speaker, and she has to yell like she's trying to <laughs> signal you from across the stadium. Yeah. So anyway, um, uh. Th- earthquakes are now starting to happen in places that never had earthquakes and they think there's a theory that it's because of the fracking that the fracking is oh, going to it's, it's, it's not because of the devil trying to come out <laughs> and also i don't know if you've seen these videos where there's these people i don't know how the fracking is involved here they turn on their sink and if they light like a match by it it'll like the water will catch on fire it's so oh, that weird. could be the methane isn't it yeah maybe i don't know i don't know much about it i just know it's bad fracking bad so anyway, well, it sounds like it's his husband's company. Well, he says right? we, yeah, yeah. He says we, and then uh, so, but some Paul, the reason people are mad is because RuPaul hosted a climate crisis themed ball in 2018, uh, and also Alexandria Ocasio Cortez, who hates fracking, and she is just introduced federal legislation to ban fracking, uh, is going to be a guest host on the show. So it's 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 weird. Like they're wondering, like, how does RuPaul who Look, I can talk about this for days, but people get mad when I say shit about RuPaul. Ru- I'll just say, I'll leave it at this. RuPaul only cares about RuPaul, and pretty much only, and pretty much says that on the Fresh Air episode. If you want to see the real RuPaul, listen to that Fresh Air interview. But go ahead, Laurie. Well, also, I don't. I mean, this is all stuff that has been like that. Somebody found out that they claim that is you know we don't we haven't heard from RuPaul yet, right? So we don't know if. If what how what she knows or what you know, oh, I how she knows. feels. You've heard she was talking about fracking. No, but she knows. She the the language she used. That's how. What that's why that guy's ears perked up when she said that they you do mineral rights to oil companies and also lease water. It those two together that water is a big part of fracking. I don't know the technical side of why. But it's a big part of fracking, so I think this is why his eye, his ears perked up. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I, I really don't have an opinion about it because I don't know too much right. information. We're just finding out what one random PhD student well, found who out. Did his research and, and went on there, but it's a good yeah. look. You, I actually appreciate that you're like, I don't know that much about this. 
I'm going to reserve judgment. But that's one of the yeah. headlines in the news now. All right. Uh, former Florida Democratic gubernatorial candidate. Uh, oh, I got to put this back on. Former Florida Democratic gubernatorial candidate Andrew Gillum announced on Sunday he's entering rehab after he was discovered in a Miami Beach motel room with crystal meth and two other men, one of whom was a gay escort. On two Friday, other men. Yeah. On Friday, wow. former Florida Democratic gubernatorial candidate Andrew Gillum was discovered by police in a Miami, Miami hotel room, along with two men, one of whom was with overdosing on crystal meth. Gillum, the former Tallahassee mayor and Democratic nominee for Florida governor, was too intoxicated to answer questions, but was not arrested. Quote, I was in Miami last night for a wedding celebration when first responders were called to assist one of my friends. While I had too much to drink, I want to be clear that I have never used methamphetamines, Gillum said later in a statement. In the statement, I apologize to the people of Florida for the distraction this has caused our movement. Gillum, also a CNN contributor, is married to a woman and has three children. The Miami Herald reports police say they were called to the Mondrian South Beach early Friday morning and found paramedics treating Travis Dyson, a 30-year-old Miami man, for an apparent heart attack. They say two other men were in the room. Aldo Mejias and Andrew Gillum. Dyson told Miami New Times. Now, so da- everyone should know this is not clear here. Dyson lives, even though he had a ma- massive heart attack. He lives. He's in the hospital. The Miami oh, New good. Times calls him. Okay, and he, and he he picks up the phone and he says he has been friends with Gillum for a while, but did not know anything about a wedding. Said Gillum in a statement, After conversation with my family and deep reflection, I have made the decision to seek help, guidance, and enter a rehabilitation facility at this time. This has been a wake-up call for me. Since my race for governor ended, I fell into a depression that has led to alcohol abuse. I witnessed my father suffer from alcoholism, and I know the damaging effects it can have when untreated. I also know that alcoholism is often a symptom of deeper struggles. Like being gay. I am committed <laughs> to doing the personal work to heal fully and show up in the world as a more complete person. I now need to firmly focus on myself and my family. I will be stepping down from all public facing roles for the foreseeable future. I want to apologize to my family, friends, and the people of Florida who have supported me and put their faith in me over the years. I ask that you respect my, me and my family's privacy during this time. Thank you. All right, Lori, your thoughts on this? I mean, so you think that he is really gay? Well, Do you, I, it doesn't. It doesn't look. Uh, it looks, I just think it's crazy that he that his big issue was the the meth and not the gay. I think to me, I would have been more worried about the. But I don't. I, don't, I guess maybe times have changed. It's kind of nice to know that times have changed so much that people aren't as worried about the about you being found in a room with a gay, you know, male escort, and you're more worried about the meth. So, well, it could be nice. he has a plausible deniability because that's my friend. And, yeah, that's true. You know, but with the meth, because he didn't take the meth. I mean, that's something he cannot lie about. He cannot lie and say, uh, "Look, I I wasn't taking meth." I don't. I, I think they test. I don't think he. Ha- I, I I think that's true. I don't think he was taking meth. I think he was just truly just drunk. But I just think it's just to me. It, it's just one of those things where it's like, I, I just wish that people who were, I don't know. I, I don't understand that attitude where it's like you're trying to change the world. You're trying to present yourself as this person who wants change. And then get your you think the optics, you don't even think about like possibly being in a room with, you know, with, with a male escort who's high on meth. Mm-hmm. Like it just seems to me, it just seems like think about it for a half a second, you know. 
I mean, this seems to happen a lot to politicians. I think what tends to happen is that they get this uh, inflated sense of power. And so they think they they start to think that they're untouchable, and that nothing can ever ba- nothing bad can ever happen to them. And I also think there is an element yeah. when you're running for office that you get off on this uh, the thrill of things, you know, the thrill of running for office, the thrill of that you get you're, you're a, a thrill seeker, and also you have to get you know majorly fucked in the ass by a big buff white guy. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, speaking of which, that buff, that that giant, that black man with the giant cock is is going around Instagram, like the coronavirus, and I'm just like, oh man, that's... what are you talking about? You haven't seen that? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Someone showed it to me. What? what what's the? What's the trick? Like, there's like a weird like link you press. Yeah, it's like um, I actually, you know, what's funny is I accidentally one time sent that to my aunt. Wait, what? I there was like a thing where she was driving down, and it was like closed. The Fry Freeway is completely closed, mm-hmm. and so I just copy and pasted it and sent it to her because I thought I was going to show a map of like where to go, mm-hmm. and she just was like, "We're never going to talk about this," and I was like, "Why wouldn't we talk about freeway closures?" And then I click on the link, and it's like <laughs> with the giant cock. And I was like, oh, okay, that makes sense. <laughs> Anyways. Um... Lesbian allegedly burns down apartment building throwing flaming hand sanitizer at her girlfriend. 28-year-old Destiny Waite was arrested after a domestic violence altercation with her girlfriend when her girlfriend... I'm sorry, this is terribly written. After, with her girlfriend turned deadly. There you go. Wait through a flaming bottle of hand sanitizer at her partner, which in turn engulfed the entire apartment building in flames. Flames shot through the Hartford, Connecticut building in the early morning hours, leaving one man dead and four others critically injured. Oh, no. Wait was arrested hours after the fire and has been charged with felony murder, arson, and four counts of first degree assault. Wait's attorney argues that she wasn't at the scene of the crime and hadn't been there for days. The attorney claims that Wait's girlfriend caused the injuries to herself and blamed wait Lori, you're a big uh, dyke uh, have you ever wanted yes. to throw uh, flaming hand sanitizer at your girlfriend's star no but I there was a woman that I, I would have loved to have seen her house burned down in flames and that person so, Angie Harmon alright <laughs> yes no what, what happened what's the story there well I think I've told you about this she was that girl that like I basically like was like not had a, but I was just like uber like into and it was one of those things where it's like everybody's telling you like no she's actually like really crazy and yeah. you shouldn't be into her and I was that like you well, bought the trip to New Orleans for you and her uh-huh oh, yeah oh god yeah and so um yeah she was the worst and so yeah I I would I would love I I wouldn't do it because I the, the the here's my problem is that anytime I've tried I'm I'm not joking like a birthday cake anytime I've tried to light something on fire candles anything it backfires and and comes back on me mm-hmm. I've actually I burnt my eyebrows one time trying to light a candle on a birthday cake Oklahoma police chief accused of harassing gay shop owners sticking finger in officers' butt cracks. A police chief in Oklahoma is accused of harassing the gay owners of a local business and sticking his finger down the butt cracks of officers. What? Sorry. Wait, a police chief? <laughs> yes. David Hansen, the police chief in Seminole, Oklahoma, admitted using gay slurs and text messages with Todd Holliday, who runs a local off. You know what's funny? We're going to do this. I, I don't care. 
the story where I got this from has the TV report on it. We're going to have to listen to it. Okay. Who runs a local office supply business with his husband, Justin. But Hanson insists he is not homophobic, saying the holidays are family friends and calling the slurs cordial off-color texts. In one text, Hanson referred to himself as the holiday's daddy, while other messages were too vulgar to be included in the original story. Lieutenant Michael Burnett, a 16-year veteran of the police department, said Hanson also harasses employees. Being berated is a daily abuse, Burnett said. It's gotten to the point where none of us want to come to work. We get called fat. We're too fat. You're too fat to do this, Burnett added. Sounds like working here. I've seen him do that to our secretary as well, the female secretary that works there. I've seen him throw papers at her and just treat her terribly and insert his finger into the crack of the back of your pants pretty forcefully. It happened on numerous occasions. In a statement, Hanson didn't address Burnett's allegations citing personnel issues, but he called the holidays claims shocking. The holidays reportedly would see Hanson every day because the city is one of their biggest clients. They both know that I'm not homophobic. Hansen said we exchanged cordial off-color texts they texted wild gay comments and made fun of me being Jewish I responded with off-color jokes not one time did I ever detect that any remark made was unwelcome or offensive there were certainly no feelings of hostility if I have offended them or the LGBTQ community in any way I most sincerely apologize this is one of those life learning lessons that come at great cost and have certainly been humbled by this experience city manager Steve Saxon said in a statement that the officials have launched an outside investigation into complaints against the police chief by members of the fraternal order of police and a member of the public we consider all complaints of this nature very serious Saxon said Uh, Burnett said he believes Hanson should be fired while Holiday said he fears for his safety after going public I'm afraid we're going to have a target on our back Holiday said Laurie your thoughts here I mean all of this is just so weird like my question is 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 like so would he like walk up to people and just like stick his hand down their pants and then stick it in like is it like skin to skin or is it just on the outside of their pants I don't know. I I, I'm, I got this weird frantic just, text from Taylor. Oh, what is the text message? I don't know. Anyway, go ahead. Um. Anyway, so uh, also like it just seems to me. It seems to me like this guy is like a caricature of what like like a Will Ferrell, Ferrell caricature of what a gay old gay man is. It's just a guy who likes makes fun of your weight and then tries to stick his hand his finger in your butt crack. Uh-huh. Like, so I just don't understand. Like, I don't get the. Um, I, I, I'm so confused by this story. Also, I mean, look, I'm not saying this guy. I think this guy obviously had, there's something wrong. But did it, it, it like? It's one of those things where did he at any did did they at any point ask him to stop or ask him not to you know like ask him oh I to stop sending him text messages. I don't know because if they were making fun of him and he was uh, making fun of them, then why? I don't know because he uh, now I haven't heard I've only read this I haven't listened to these stories but I'm gonna go to I'm gonna go to one of the stories Uh, I'm gonna go to one of the because several news stories in there um uh you know when you see this it's one of these things where he seems according to them he seems genuinely shocked that people are upset. Yeah, so that that's the only that's the only reason I'm saying. Look, I don't think this isn't like a Harvey Weinstein situation where, mm-hmm. I mean, unless we find out later that he tried to hide it or that he's been trying, you know, it just seems to me like he's been doing this pretty blatantly. There are just some guys out there that are just weird, and it's like I think you legitimately just need to be like, hey, dude, like stop fucking doing that. Yeah, you they know? think they're super funny. Okay, let's listen to one of the news stories. There we go. 
New, new information on a story News 4 told you about last night at 10. An Oklahoma police chief accused of harassing and hurling homophobic and religious slurs to not only local business owners, but also allegedly officers within his own department. And tonight we're hearing from that police chief for the first time as the ACLU steps in to investigate. News 4's Austin Brissett joins us live with more. Austin. Well, Jolene, we're told the ACLU and Freedom of Oklahoma are coming together to release joint statements regarding this situation, and we'll have an update on that as soon as that comes out. But now we're getting insight into the other side of the story. Okay, see here, building here. Violent no more, speaking out, calling the harassment allegations against him shocking. Chief David Hansen calling Justin and Todd Holliday close family friends, adding that he is, quote, not homophobic. You'll remember News 4 showing you pages of text messages sent by Hansen to Holiday. Some so bad, we're not able to show you on TV. But Hansen claiming these messages are, quote, cordial, off-color texts, and that the Holidays participated in the banter. Our whole lives we were called names. Justin and I both, and uh, we shouldn't have to put up with it anymore. But they're not the only ones. Chief Hansen's own police officer, Lieutenant Michael Burnett, also speaking out against him. Being berated is, is a daily abuse. I mean, this, this sounds like working an afterthought. It's gotten to the point where... Yeah, Joe, it does. None of the people <laughs> the work. The police chief saying he could not comment on Burnett's remarks, citing, quote, personnel issues. We tracked down a formal complaint filed with the city manager, Steve Saxon, just last week. This just sounds like what I just reported on, so I'm not going to... I'm going to stop right there. So I think, you're, I think this is a guy who thinks he's, like, well, super funny. I will say that having heard the, the, the they do seem very hurt by it. So mm-hmm. I think having heard that, I think maybe, yeah, maybe that, that this is an issue then because I was thinking it was more of like a joke, like a thi- like a joke that had gone too far, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. but if, if, if the, that, that one guy sound really hurt by it. So yeah, I mean, I just, I don't understand. I don't understand people. I understand people who, you know, mm-hmm. it's like if you if you take a joke, there's just cer- a, a certain thing that I feel like, especially guys. Mm-hmm. What's up with you guys and your freaking egos? Yeah, you know? Yeah, I agree. It, it, it's just like a really. I just think it's a dumb straight guy. I'm not excusing him. Like he, he no, no, no. He should be totally 100 percent fired. But I bet you he just thinks he's super funny. He's like he's like a, even an even more perverse like Michael Scott from The Office. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it reminds me a lot of my dad. My dad. For the longest time, when my dad would see a coworker anywhere, like out, because you know we live in a we live in Orange County, we live in a smallish community, and I, I'm not saying it happened all the time. It would ha- it happened like a handful of times, but whenever he would see a coworker out, like at like a Costco or a grocery store, he would literally like not even walk up to him, but he would just yell from across the store, "Hey, Mister Obnoxious!" And like nobody knew who he, the hell he was talking about, and apparently it's a reference to some kind of random, like, comedy bit from some random thing that I don't even remember what he said. Uh-huh. And and he even like one guy I remember at Costco was like, "Please don't do that, <laughs> like please don't do that anymore." And it was just like, and so it just I think my like older men just have this attitude of yes. like, yeah, no, it's just it's funny, yeah, it's just funny. Realize- yeah, they don't realize the world's changed. That's the big problem. They don't realize the world. They, they've been they've stayed the same, but the world has completely changed, and what they what is appropriate has changed. Yeah. Oh, okay. So yeah, that's just weird. 
It is. So Lori, I'm st- oh, I still yeah. want to figure out the butt crack thing. Yeah. I still don't understand mm-hmm. the butt crack thing. So I that's... think probably if a person's crouching, this is my guess. Crouching, you know, there's that weird pocket that will open up between like your butt crack and the pants. I bet you he thinks it's hilarious to stick his finger in there. Okay, but it's not skin to skin then. It's I don't not know. like he's like know. trying you, to stick you know his finger. No, I don't get that impression. Okay. I, I get the impression he was kind of doing like wedgies or something like that. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. I know you're really concerned about that part. I used to have a guy I worked with who, like, and I'm not joking, this is like a legit thing. Well, like, and this just shows you the time, how times have changed. Mm-hmm. I used to have a guy I worked with who, um, he would ask you if you if you ever if you've ever seen a bat, and you, when you if you said no, he would literally take his balls out of his pants and and spread them and be like, "Well, no, you have." <laughs> just one of those things where you're just like, "That's Kevin." <laughs> yeah. That's that's I think his name was Troy. That's Troy. You know, yeah. it's like it was so weird. It's just like guys are just so, and it it, it took a while for me to be like, "No, that's a weird thing that he did." Yeah. Like it's not just like I shouldn't just take it. So, um, okay. Well, Lori, you know we have this little thing called Patreon, right? Uh, Afterthought Media is Patreon. After, in fact, Patreon.com. I do. Yeah, Patreon.com/slash Afterthought Media. And g- let me tell you this: I know I'm always talking about how wonderful it is. I have to tell you something. You may be miserable during this self quarantine because of COVID nineteen or coronavirus or whatever you want to call it. Yeah, we've been doing because we are all at home. We've been doing more content for everybody. We did a game night that now Jay Ellis wants to do, and other people want to do. They want to join in. Did you have fun doing it, Lori? I did. I had a lot of fun. Yeah, and it's a game night that everybody, even viewers, can play along. Everybody gets to play along. It's really, really, really fun, and you can do that at Patreon. Uh, this show, this very show you're listening to, comes out two days before you get it, um, and there's no commercials. And Ooh. yeah, oh yeah, yeah, it's crazy. And so, uh, yeah, so make sure and go to patreon.com slash afterthought media. Join at the premium level, and you get all the drag content. You, it's, It feels like right now we're putting out a show every day. We're putting out a show every day. And there's different tiers where you can get even more than one show a day. It's a whole thing, Lori. It's a whole thing. Yeah. So once great. again, if you I mean, want- it's a great – I, I mean, I'm, I'm not only part of it. I'm a member. <laughs> Well, yeah, she is. All right, so uh, now that that said, here we go. It's time for the spoiler segment of this. If you don't want to hear any spoilers, this is the end of the show for you. It's always the last thing we do. Time for spoilers. All right, not a lot of spoilers today, actually. Very. Uh, I mean, I have the basics, but like, remember last week we did a whole epi- rundown of the episode? Yeah. Don't have anything like that today. It's a very short one, Laurie, and I gotta go. Let me tell you. Especially since Taylor won't hear this because he's he hates spoilers. So he might listen to everything but this. This I'm gonna have to go as soon as possible. This Taylor is free I can't say why, but is freaking the fuck out on the phone. He's like wanting me to call him. Like I may even distra- even that last I was so excited for that last story. I wanted to talk about it, and in the middle of the story I start getting these like frantic text messages from Taylor. Oh, well, then should we do a separate, uh, like a side episode where we talk about the improv bits? Or... Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, what I'll do is we'll take a break. You can talk to them. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll leave you on the air. And I, well, I'll just go on mute. Talk to Taylor. I'm sure everyone's glad to hear this. And then we'll come back and do that. All right, here we go. Okay. So it's time for this. now it's time for spoilers, tea, and speculation. Here we go. 
The expected mini challenge is unknown. We know it has something to do with bees based on the preview for next week, but we don't know anything. Bees? Bees, yeah. Bees? Bees. I'm not a fan. Bees nuts. All right. The expected maxi challenge is called the ball ball. It's a ball where they're going to show three different looks having to do with balls. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. No one knows. It's unknown who the expected winner is. We don't know. The expected bottom two, though, we know are Abrita and Rock M. Sakura. Okay. Britta, I feel like, is going to not do very well. Oh, really? Why is that? I just, I get a feeling that she is just, she keeps saying she's the best, but I have a, just, just the way she acts, it just seems to me like she's super freaking out about the competition. Oh, interesting. The expected song is S&M by Rihanna. Ooh, that's a good song. The expected runway, you know, if I'm going to break down the balls, there's going to be three different looks. One of them is Basketball Wives. One of them is the actual ball look where you incorporate balls. And then there's something called Make Your Own Look, and I don't know what that is. Huh. And then the expected elimination is Rock M. Sakura. So it's expected okay. that Rock M. Sakura will be the one going home. Do you have any uh, questions there, Lori? Um, I, I will say I'm shocked a little bit just because I, I don't think that... Look, I, I actually like Aiden. I thought Aiden is... I think Aiden's cute. I just don't... I didn't really see anything where I was like bowled over, but then I didn't see anything where I was like, oh, she's terrible. So, but I am shocked that she's still she's still is safe from the bottom. So... You, a lot of people share your... They, they want to know why uh, uh, Aiden is still there. So... But, I mean, I guess I guess you could say she's still there because... I will say that I think Rock and Sakura, for how I like her looks, I don't think she's a good... I don't think she's... As, she's um, I think she's very stiff. And I think she still has a lot to... Uh, t- she has to get confidence. And so I think that, yeah, I could see her going home. Yeah, well, so. someone going home. I find it to be very cringy and awkward. Not a big fan. All right, well, that's going to do it for the spoiler segment. How do we do the outro here? I forget how we do the outro. Isn't it like this or what? I'm going to say it's this. Oh, you know, I think it's this. Ah! Why don't I just play it? All right, Lori. Well, that's going to do it for today's episode. I'm, I'm, I'm assuming this is the outro, by the way. Uh, you can find Lori Roggenkamp on Instagram at PickleMyth. That's P-I-C-K-L-E-M-Y-T-H. She's also one of the hosts of the Bloody Podcasts. You can find that wherever you get your podcasts as well. Anything else you need to plug there, Lori? Yes, it's not out yet um, because Anchor's being very... Um it's taking a while but beautiful babies the comedy show i do is going to be a podcast for for the foreseeable future until we are able to start doing a show again so look out for the beautiful babies podcast all right very good look out for the beautiful babies podcast on anchor where it will it will provide it to all the the places you need to listen to it uh i host a show called drag race recap available on well look if, if you're hearing this you know where my show is Okay, and you're listening to the rumor mill. 
But you should go. I'm telling you. I'm going to say it again. Go to this patreon.com slash afterthoughtmedia to join at the premium level. You're going to get Drag Race recap early two days, no commercials, extra content. Rumor mill two days early, no commercials. You're going to get a video show where we do the first response and people call in. You're going to get a video show where we look at the looks with noted fashion expert Haley Sklans. This week, Lori and I, by the way, this week on the on Rulaska Thoughts, Lori and I are going to break down each of, with noted comedy Im- improv sketch legend, Lori Roggenkamp is going to break down the sketches from this week with me. Um, the pig crew, I mean the pit crew, one of them I think has coronavirus. I'm not even being funny, so I don't know when that's coming back. But uh, there's a ton of shows. Special shows now because everyone's bored. Anyway, we'll see you guys next week. <laughs> <laughs>